Thursday night football. It's week two now, Matt. Let's turn the page and start looking ahead to the Chargers at Chiefs. Another fantastic matchup to kick off the NFL week. We will preview that, make our picks for Chargers at Chiefs, and take a look at the Locked On Podcast Network power rankings in week two. Did we overreact as a network, as a society, to what we saw <laughs> in week one of the NFL season. All that and more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you as always at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Locked On NFL. Speaking of the Locked On Podcast Network, Matt, before we preview that Thursday night football game a little later in today's episode, the week two power rankings are in. And this is something we do as a network. All the hosts get together and vote every week on power rankings. And so now we get to take a peek at these power rankings for week two and maybe answer the question if uh, some teams are maybe a lot better than we thought. Maybe are we overreacting to some Mm -hmm. of the teams big wins or big losses after week number one. So uh, let's start at the bottom as we do and count our way up to the top team in the NFL, according real, to the hosts of the Locked On Podcast Network. Real quick, I, w- I want to throw this out to the practice squad because I'm wondering, and you know, you and I can talk about it on and off the air as well, should this be a regular Wednesday occurrence? Do two segments of power ranks as just a catch-all so we mention every team? I mean... The, the new structure of this, of this podcast, we can't go for hours and hours breaking down every game. So maybe Wednesday we at least bring up every team with some kind of nugget. You know, I think that might be a good idea if, if the practice squad likes it. Yeah, let us know at BDP yeah. Cock, at Williamson NFL in the YouTube comments, wherever streaming you are watching us. And hello to all the new viewers that see us on the new streaming platforms that we are currently on. We appreciate all the new viewers and listeners, and of course, uh, the practice squatters that have been listening to Matt Williamson for over a decade now, right? Matt? Oh, yeah. Well, well over a decade, yeah. What year, what year was your first podcast ever? Wow, that's putting it on the spot here. I, I think I might have to do a Google search for the Football Today podcast. I think it is out there, but I mean, let that me look. When, in. That was when you could search for a podcast and find two football podcasts, and one of them was, was with Matt Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's been going on as long as ESPN's fantasy one that Matthew Barry just left. And mm-hmm. I don't have time to look it, look it up at the moment. But, I mean, it, it's been a long time. It's been a while. It's yeah. been a while, that's for sure. All right, let's start with these power rankings at number 32. And it is the New York Jets who lost in week one to the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens climbing. The Jets, there's not much further they could have fallen. But they weren't at 32 before. And they do lose a couple spots. Now, the, the bottom team in the NFL. I'm sorry, I was looking at football today history here, and uh, it's, it's deep archived in the ESPN uh, catalog here. I can't find it, but anyway, oh, you can't find it. Okay. Oh well, it's been a New long Jets, time. 
New York Jets, worst team in the league. Yeah, I agree with that. I was looking at these before. The Jets would be last for me. Obviously have concerns about the quarterback position, how this team is made up. They are on their third left tackle. Not great. I think we're going to see a correlation between bad offensive line play in week one and some teams that uh, are a little bit lower on the list, maybe than they should be, or maybe that's where they're going to be because their offensive line is not good. Here's one, the Atlanta Falcons that I thought might rise a little bit because of their matchup with the New Orleans Saints team, like the, the network folks, the hosts weren't buying the Falcons and their near victory against the New Orleans Saints. They're coming in at 31, but they did climb one spot at least. Yeah, I thought it was an impressive showing. I mean, very low expectations, perfect example of division team at home, having all offseason to prepare. And as the game went on, the more talented team started to take over, probably the rustier team started to take over. I guess I'm cool with the Falcons. They would be in the 30s. I mean, there's another team I'm going to mention that I think is way too high, but I would have the Falcons in the 30s. I take that back. I thought the Falcons were 32. That's where I voted the Falcons to be last week, 32. But actually, as a mm-hmm. network, they were 31. We'll get to the team that was 30, 32 before the season started and that has risen quite a bit in these power rankings already. I think they've risen too week. high. That's why I didn't bring them up, but we'll get to them in a minute here. So the Jacksonville Jaguars is an interesting one here because they actually dropped from 26 to 30, but they played the Washington Commanders pretty tough. Yeah, I think this is a little harsh on Jacksonville, to be honest with you. Uh, we'll get to Washington when that time comes, but I thought the Jags and Washington were a pretty even battle, and I thought they were about in the same tier to begin with, but these power ranks don't reflect that. And I think part of the reason is because the Texans had a nice showing as well. And so the, yeah. the network folks, the network hosts and, and voters liked what the Texans did in week one more than the Jaguars. And so they leapfrogged them there with the Texans coming in at number uh, 29. Actually, they stay at number 29. It's the Jaguars that went kind of below the Texans from week one to week two. Now, I guess that's a good point. You know, I mean, Bears, Giants, Seahawks, Texans, you know, teams that we looked at as bottom feeders all got a win or a tie. So the bottom of this group is sort of topsy-turvy at the moment. Definitely topsy-turvy. And that's one of the things that happens early in the season. This is a new season. Like, whatever happened last year, you don't take 21 into 2022. So there has to be some normalization here. What do these teams look like now? How are these teams going to perform? And maybe you overrate a loss or a gain uh, for teams throughout the offseason. We've got to figure those things out. New coaches, different quarterbacks for some of these teams. And uh, we're going to see how those things did change, especially some of those teams, I think, that changed coaches for the better. And, and a lot of those teams moved up in the rankings this year. The- and, and I've been using this example. I mean, this time last year, the Bengals were right in this neighborhood. You know, they just picked Jamar Chase third overall. They were a bad team, but they went to Super Bowl. The revenge game didn't go as well for Baker Mayfield as he hoped, and it was actually uh, the the Cleveland Browns that defeated the Panthers. And so if the Panthers with revenge game, new quarterback, still aren't good enough to beat the Browns who don't have their starting quarterback, you start to get worried a little bit for the Panthers. They fell uh, from 23 all the way down to 28 this week. I think this is a little harsh, too, but I do think – I'm looking at this. I don't know where I'd put the Panthers. I think that'd be my hardest team to rank because we even talked about them maybe even contending for a playoff spot. I don't look at them as a bottom feeder, and there's some names we have not brought up that I definitely think are a bottom feeder. They didn't get a win, but I did think they showed promise, I mean, offensively in particular. Yeah, and a little comeback attempt there from the Panthers. They got down early to the Cleveland Browns and Jacoby Brissett. Here's one that 
was the biggest faller, and I don't think it's a surprise at all, the biggest faller in the NFL after week one was the Dallas Cowboys. They went from 16 all the way down to 27, and some folks thought 16 was already too low last week for the Cowboys, all the way down to 27, and with the way their line played and not having Dak Prescott, uh, I I think you can argue they're going to stay down here. They're not one of those teams that's going to climb back up, at least for a little while. I would even have them lower. Like, if they play the Panthers right now, they're a dog. I mean, true, right? you know what I mean? Like, they're... You have to be harsh about this stuff. You can't say, well, I had them ranked higher. Well, bad things happen. They need to fall. Mm -hmm. And this isn't about, you know, what they're going to look like in week 18 or what they look like. doesn't matter. This is about who they are in week two. Right. And it's not good. Next few teams here is the Detroit Lions, who are right about the same spot. They actually climbed a couple spots. Uh, or no, actually, they dropped a couple spots here from 24 to 26, and that was because there's some teams that won that leapfrogged everybody here at the bottom of the power rankings, like the Bears and the New York Giants and the Seattle Seahawks that all had huge wins in week number one. Yeah, I mean, in some order, my bottom four would be Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, Jets, maybe even in that order. So I think the Bears are getting too much of a bump for winning a sloppy game in a sloppy manner. Um, Patriots, I think, belong in that 24 neighborhood. I'm impressed that, that, that the voters have them where I think they belong. And I don't think I would have the Giants at 23. I mean, I understand they did some good things, but they'd be closer to 28 for me or something like that. Yeah, the new coach boost. And mm-hmm. I, I loved the way Brian Dable was, uh, you know, just having fun with his players. They were the second biggest riser, I think, in the entire NFL. They went from 30 to 23 here in the power rankings. You like what you see. There is some talent on both sides of the ball, so you could see how they could win more games than projected to start the season, but this does feel a little high. This does feel a little overreacting. And, and yeah. You mentioned the Bears and the the monsoon there with the, with the 49ers. If there's one game you throw out the results, it's probably that one just because of the weather. Yeah, I mean, that might be their only win all year. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but I right. mean, we may look at this thing and be like, oh, the Bears aren't as bad as we thought, and then it's they get beat by 50 this week, you know? I'm not bullish on the Patriots either. They fall from no. 20 to 24. I think they're going to stay in this uh, bottom third for most of the year. I do too. I really do. Quick note on the Seattle Seahawks. They are climbing from 27 to 22 this week, and there was a quote from Pete Carroll that uh, that really made you realize – how much a lot of people didn't like Russell Wilson and how bad the situation maybe was there with Russell Wilson. So uh, players like Richard Sherman, Marshawn Lynch, Doug Baldwin, Cliff Averill, KJ Wright, uh, you know, Legion of Boom members, they all came to the game, raised the 12 flag before the game. And Pete Carroll said, basically, he was, he talked about how he's so thrilled that he was able to see those guys and hug them up and they haven't been around much. And now they are. And he said it meant a lot to those guys. And so a reporter asked, well, why did it mean so much to you and those guys this week? And he said, Pete Carroll said, you figure that out. (laughs) It was really meaningful that they and they really wanted it. And I knew we were playing for a lot more than just the regular stuff. We have a real connection with the history. Uh, So basically, yeah, what that tells me is everyone hated Russell Wilson and now he's gone and now they're back. And they were relishing in the fact that they beat. Russell Wilson. So even his ex teammates didn't like him, which is, you know, was jealousy. Did he get too much credit? It's interesting. Russell Wilson was really not liked around Seattle, especially at the end. And the fans booed him too. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot to that. I mean, you don't have to love your star quarterback if he leads you to wins. I mean, we're not here to sing Kumbaya, but I don't get the impression he's a joy to be a teammate with. And even heard things like when Denver, you know, made the trade. 
well, you get Russ and his entourage, and he's going to have a bunch of people around him in the building, and people made the jokes, we got to build our own wing for Russ and his people, you know, like high maintenance. Some high maintenance for sure. And sometimes it's sometimes you just got to go. It's the Bill Walsh theory of mm-hmm. you know, once you've been around for 10 years, it's time to to change it up. And uh, I think that's what we saw with the Seattle Seahawks. I would not have Seattle ahead of the Lions or Panthers, though. You don't think it's going to be a sustained situation? No, I, I, I think they will won't be a bottom feeder because of who the organization is, who the coach is. But I still think they're very short on talent. Next, we will get to 21 through 1 in the Week 2 Locked On Podcast Network Power Rankings and then Preview Week 2 Thursday Night Football Chargers and Chiefs, which will no doubt be a really good one. As you gear up for fall, you might need to find the right people on your team to help your business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a job post in minutes, a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. You know you're on LinkedIn, right? What easier place than to find all those people who are already on LinkedIn and utilize the power of that network and just add your job to the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to interview and hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on just the right candidates with just the right skills. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidate you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's locked on. Uh, that is linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you're checking out everything else the network has to offer and all the hosts of all your favorite teams that voted on these power rankings. Listen to those shows daily right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, getting back into the power rankings here, Matt. Team 21 is the Arizona Cardinals, who fell down to number uh, 21 from number 15. So basically... What the hosts of the network said is that, and they were one of the biggest droppers of the entire list from 15 to 21. Basically what people said voting wise at 15 to begin with is like, this team could be good, could could be bad, middle of the road, I'm not Mm -hmm. sure. And after what they saw the Chiefs did to them, they thought, well, maybe this team's just bad and doesn't belong in the conversation for a playoff team because they got you know beat up by what everyone knows is a playoff team. But is that an overreaction? I'm proud of myself for being down on these guys to start the season, but I'm even more down on them now. I mean, I, I think there's a chance that this is a, I was going to say worst, but I'll say bottom five defense in the league. They're already fighting a lot of injuries. I don't like how they're constructed. There's a couple of these playoff teams from last year, New England, Arizona, Tennessee, that I could see picking eight, nine, ten in the draft, you know, in that neighborhood. Washington Commanders getting a bump, a a five-spot bump from 25 to 20 after defeating the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is one of those teams where, okay, the Jaguars, if you think they're a bottom third team in the NFL, they're a team you should beat, and you beat them. So it doesn't really change much for me, but maybe this is much about teams falling below 
the commanders than them actually, uh, you know, looking like a better football team going into week two. Yeah, this seems a little high on the surface. You know, if you ask me, the commander's the 20th best team in the league, I'd say no. You know, they're probably 25th. But I think that's pretty decent for where I look at the teams behind them. I just wouldn't have the gap from Washington and ja- and and Jacksonville 10 spots different. I think they're closer than that. Right. Yeah, I can see that. And I think they proved it with with how that game played out in week one. And, uh, and I think there's a, a lot of that. If you put... The Commanders, and uh, to be honest with you, I'd have the Cardinals ahead of the Commanders. I, I, I'd, I'd probably I have a little bit of a tier, actually, from 20 to 21 mm-hmm. and have the Cardinals up there with the rest of the teams that we're about to talk about. But if you put the Commanders and Seattle and the Patriots and the Lions and the Panthers, Panthers yeah. and the Jaguars in a tournament, it'd be pretty darn close. So it, you're so kind of picking nits here with some of those teams, I think. Yeah, yeah, like I might have the Commanders 21 and the Jags 25. Here you go, Matt. I, I don't want you to hurt yourself or, you know, <laughs> your labrum, but you got crushed for how we were rating the Tennessee Titans before week one. And now they've actually even dropped from 19 or from 17 to 19 in these power rankings after a big week one loss. What are your thoughts on the Titans and where they should be? I guess this is about right. So a lot of the teams we mentioned aren't exactly stellar, but I would probably put them in that same tier we just talked about. I don't think they're much different than the Panthers. I mean, the Panthers are 28, Titans are at 19. If they play 119 games on a neutral field, I think it's pretty even. Cleveland Browns with Jacoby Brissett proving a lot of people wrong, and they are climbing in these power rankings from 22 to 18. Maybe the Browns are going to be okay until Deshaun Watson comes back. They might be. I didn't see that coming. They played much better. You knew the style of play they had to employ to win, but I thought they would lose that game. So I'm tentatively optimistic that this time without Watson will be better than expected. They've got some talent on defense, clearly. They've got a pretty good offensive line, clearly. They've got a two-headed monster at running back, both running and receiving. So as long as you don't have to put the game on your quarterback's back to go win it for you, Mm I think they'll. I think they'll be all right. Now I don't know if that means they're going to be, you know, undefeated by the time sure. uh, week eleven rolls around or week twelve when Deshaun Watson comes back. But they can be a team that is in position to where if they finish well with Deshaun Watson, that they can be fighting for one of those playoff spots. I would give Stefanski a lot of credit. I still have my doubts. Your Pittsburgh Steelers, Matt, climbing from 21 to 17 with a big week one win. Now they're going to be without TJ Watt for at least a little while, although better news than season ending on his pec injury, it looks like. Uh, where do you see these Steelers, and do you think they belong in uh, the caliber of teams they are going to be fighting for the playoffs this year? I think it's exactly where they belong. Uh, none of the teams behind them would I have over Pittsburgh, and the Raiders are maybe one team we haven't mentioned that I might put behind the Steelers. But so I'm picking nits there. They beat the Bengals, but it was sort of an unsustainable model. You're not going to win the, the turnover margin by plus five. You're not going to win the sack margin by plus six every week. So they still have a lot to work on. Yeah, you're not going to pick off Joe Burrow five times or right. four times every week, and Burrow's probably not going to throw four interceptions every week. We'll get to the Bengals in a bit, who did slide somewhat in these power rankings. Indianapolis Colts, I mean, this is the worst division of football, clearly, but we knew that coming into the season, and now I feel even worse about the uh, AFC South than I did before week one. This is the highest of those teams, the Indianapolis Colts, and they're coming in at number 16. Yeah, and maybe the Raiders aside, I think this is truly the the true 
top half of the league. These are the playoff contenders to me, and the Colts would be at the bottom of that pile. Overreaction here to the San Francisco 49ers, Matt. I think it is falling from 8 to 15 because of the monsoon, but you've got to be able to go out and beat the team no matter what the conditions are that was ranked 32 in the power rankings coming into the year. So I, 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 they should fall in the power rankings just because there's questions about quarterback and they didn't play well, but being the second biggest faller to the Dallas Cowboys from eight all the way down to 15 might be a little much. Yeah, I'd probably have them 12. Um, and my concerns aren't necessarily they lost the game that they you know were favored in and all that. I'm just having more Lance concerns than I did a month ago in terms of accuracy, quarterback stuff. It's going to be a process. And watching yeah, that yeah. game, there was, there was like some great things from both Lance and Fields. But then it's clear that they have so much work. But then the weather plays into it and how sharp can you really look in that weather. So I think you have to pr- press pause on those guys. Know they have work to do. Be a little bit patient. And, and we'll see what those quarterbacks end up looking like. But they didn't answer any questions either about their yeah. readiness to be, you know, I'm, I'm a arrived and I'm a starting NFL quarterback that's going to lead my team to a bunch of wins. What's funny with, the, with that game in particular is expectations for Bears were so low. They were 32 in the power ranks. Niners were eight. And if you come out of that and I'm a Bears fan, I'm like, wow, that was great. You come out of it, you're a Niners fan, you're like, ooh, I'm a little scared. You know, but they basically played an even game with even quarterbacks, you know? Yes, well put. <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders, they fall a little bit after their week one loss from 14 to 12. So they stay in the same range. Not a huge drop, but I came out maybe even more worried about the Raiders than I was, and I wasn't really high on them coming into the year. And Derek Carr's performance, I mean, you know, peppering his new wide receiver, Devontae Adams, with targets, but he didn't l- really look sharp. Mm-mm. No, I, And he has to be sharp. Like, they're, they have yeah. such a tough schedule and a tough, uh, a tough route to the playoffs this year. I mentioned them earlier. You know, I would probably have them behind the Steelers at 17. I think this is about four or five spots too high for the Raiders. How do you rank the next three? Broncos lose. The Dolphins had a huge win, and the New Orleans Saints barely got by the Falcons. I'm feeling like the Saints are maybe – slightly overrated coming into the year and they actually climbed from 14 to 11 on the list yeah i'm a saints believer but i wish I, their O line played better the first half was miserable for the saints but i think they showed their true colors as, as the as that game went on i would rank them saints dolphins broncos in that order those three okay we'll finish up with the top 10 of the power rankings and i think we can go quickly through those because it's yeah, not yeah. Much of a surprise which teams those are in the top 10 and some of those teams really solidifying that they are the elite of the NFL. And we're going to see a couple of those teams on Thursday night football. We'll preview that and make our picks for the Thursday nighter in week two. And you can make your picks and put down some cash on that game. If you want at betonline.net, your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports information this season. Chiefs at home, favored by four points. You can find that line. You can find all the lines for week two. You can find lines all the way through week 16, different props, see how the Super Bowl odds have changed for some of these teams that moved up and down the power rankings after week number one. Find all the latest football league developments, yes, but you can also find all the latest MLB odds, MMA, boxing, golf, live betting, esports, scores, and more. It's not just about wagering at Bet Online. Get the information and news you need to make the best bets you can and win yourself a little bit of cash. So get over to the website today, betonline.net. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action at Bet Online, where the game 
starts. Top 10, Matt, here. Let's go through uh, 10 through 6. That is the Green Bay Packers. Number 9 is the Minnesota Vikings, who jumped a lot, 10 points from 19 to 9 after really thoroughly beating up those Green Bay Packers. Those are sort of the big the big climbers and droppers here. You've got the Bengals. Who Let dropped me stop five. you real quick, if you don't mind. Is uh, This is the thing that bugs me about power ranks is – I don't know if I'd have the Packers over the Vikings if I were to do them right now, but we all did a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that there's a rule that you have to put the Vikings over the Packers just because they whipped them a couple days ago. You know, like anytime you have the Packers over Vikings and you do a power ranks like this or any team that just played, you get 9,000 comments. Didn't you watch a game this weekend? I did, but that doesn't mean that they would do that every time they rolled the ball out. Right. So you think if they played 100 times, the Vikings would win 100 of those games? <laughs> right, right. And, and by 40 like, points, you know, right. If they ran it back, it'd, be, it'd look a little bit different. Um, and for the Packers, they didn't really know exactly what that Vikings offense is going to look like. Now teams can come and make some adjustments when they're playing against the Vikings. And the Packers clearly have some things to work through with their offensive line. They're going to get Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins back at some point. That's going to be huge for the Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's even this week. I thought they were going to play last week, in fact, uh, getting Alan Lazard back. And it's, you know, the, the, the growth of those rookie wide receivers as well so the Packers are going to be a lot better this year than they looked in week number one that's why you know you can't crush them and how good are the Vikings going to be I don't know but I think actually and I didn't love the Vikings and and I guess the network didn't they were 19 maybe that was clearly a little bit too low because I did like a lot what I saw from the uh, the Minnesota Vikings in week one but I would still rank the Packers over the Vikings probably yeah I think I would too I know we got to buzz through these but the Dolphins and Vikings are two teams after week one that my eyes are open that they be they might be more of a contender than I thought. Yeah, let's see some more of that, and then mm-hmm. they really solidify themselves in the top twelve or ten teams in the NFL this year, and maybe higher. Who knows? Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Do you just say, "Hey, they in the preseason"? Yeah, that's not going to happen again. They're going to be really good. They fall from five to eight, but they still stay in the top ten. Yeah, I mean, in the fourth and fifth quarter, Burrow, Chase, Mixon, all those guys look like you expect them to. They'll be fine. Ram or the Eagles climb a lot from 11 to seven. The Rams drop a lot from six to two. Those are two teams that I'm not super worried about. No. And, uh, and maybe with the, with the Eagles, to be honest with you, I don't know why they would even go up because I don't know if they looked better than I thought they were going to be coming into the year in week one. Maybe teams like the Bengals just went down. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The Packers went down. So somebody yeah. had to go up. Um, that makes sense to me. I'm going to jump ahead to number five here with the Ravens. I don't have a problem with that, but their run game was remarkably bad last week. I mean, they're on their third string left tackle. They're again looking for running backs. Didn't design runs for Lamar. Like, I think this game against Miami is going to be very telling for Baltimore. The amount of running back injuries has been kind of absurd for the for the Ravens the it's last nuts. Yeah. years, and they run the ball more than any team in the NFL. <laughs> exactly, right. So that, that is kind of a big deal. I mean, when it mattered, they could not run the ball. Okay, top four teams here. Chargers at four. They climb from seven, which how are they at seven in the first place, right? They should have right. been better than that. Uh, Bucks stay at three. The Chiefs climb from four to two, and the Buffalo Bills stay at number one. With what the Bills did on Thursday night against the Rams, I think you know they got to stay at one. The question is here, two, three, four, how do you rank those out? And do you have do you agree with the network that it's Chiefs, Bucks, Chargers at two, three, four? I'm proud of myself. Go back to my preseason power ranks. My top four were Bills, Chiefs, Chargers, Bucks. And that's how I would have them now. I would have mm-hmm. the Chargers over the Bucks. Um, I really think those top three teams are playing the, a different level than everybody else. 
And I think the Bucs are pretty clearly the best team in the NFC right this minute. Kansas City Chiefs at home on Thursday night football, taking on those Chargers, Matt. And they're going to see a little bit more of a angry front four and a pass rush coming to Patrick Mahomes than they saw in week one against the, the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I was really impressed what I saw from that tandem of Bosa and Khalil Mack. They're going to be a problem for teams. And look, their quarterback on the other side is pretty darn, darn good, too. Um, the, the, some of the throws that Justin Herbert makes just wows you every single week. And I can't wait for this one. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I'm extremely looking forward to it. It's amazing that it's already here. Just talked about how high I am on these teams, two and three overall. I think it's a rough spot for the Chargers, though. I mean, Andy Reid versus second-year quarterback in terms of quick turnaround this early in the season when you're trying to figure out what you are as a football team in Kansas City where the crowd's going to be insane. I think Herbert and young coach are kind of walking into a really tough situation. I think I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover. But this might be Rams Chiefs from a couple Monday, you know, years ago Monday night where it's like first one to sixty. I wanted it to be three points or less to take that home team. I I'm going to go the other way and take the points because I really love what I'm seeing from the the Chargers, and this has uh, the makings of a of a shootout that could be a lot of fun. There's a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. When you look at the Chiefs though, too, and they were four in the power rankings coming in, so nobody was really worried. But I of think they, right. I think it was like one of those things, like ah, what? Let's see. And then you saw it, and you're like, okay, not worried about the Chiefs. They're good. They're they destroyed Arizona. Right. Destroyed. And the Chargers, it's like they they made so many uh, moves in the offseason. How's that going to come together? And that came together great. You're like, cool. They're going to be good. So yeah, yeah. this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I learned from week one, uh, just take the points. I took too many favorites. So I'm taking the points here with the Chargers. I think this could be close, and this should be a shootout and maybe take the overs, the easiest bet on this one. If they're not already, it won't be long until people are talking about Herbert in the Allen Mahomes level. What did you not like about those power rankings? Let us know. Matt and I will be back tomorrow. We will do our six-pack of favorite games for week number two. We're into week two of the season. Going to be a lot of fun. Preview and picks coming up on Peacock and Williamson.